up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8-Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we're bringing you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, from 8-Bit's own house of Mario, it's our resident farm boy. Jono has called him the handsomest man in the AGPN. Jesus. It's true, Agnew. <laughs> hey, how you going, dude? Thanks good, for having mate. me well, on. Pleasure. Welcome back. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Had That's a nice right. cold day here in dull old South Australia, but mm. apart from that, she's all good. <laughs> oh, that's all right, mate. It happens. It happens. Did you get sun at least, or was it just miserable and cold? Nah, it was cold, and it was cold wind. I was working on a, on a, on a farm, which is just flat land, no Oof. trees, no shelter, and it was just, yeah. Oof. Copping it. Cold. <laughs> was the sheep, was it, what, what a part of the farm were you working on today? Uh, well, um, this time of year, we're doing uh, crutching. So for, for those of you guys who live in town, don't know what crutching is, that's just basically mm. taking the poo off the sheep's bum before they oh, get good. shorn. <laughs> um, the dags, they call them. The dags, yeah. It's about as glamorous as it sounds. It's really not much fun, but it pays well. So wow. um, that's Someone's okay. to do it. You're doing... Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I was going to say you're doing God's work, but I'm not sure it's God's work. No, it's, it's it's definitely not God's. I like to think it's God's work. I look at the sheep with their nice clean mm. bums. I think to myself, well, well I'm, I'm sure I've really made a difference. It. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate it. Uh, I don't think they do. They don't seem to. No, they're not a fan? No, they're not really. They sort of they sort of kick while you're doing it. but Oh, really? Yeah. Ungrateful no. bastards. Yeah. I would have thought like if you're getting... You know, if I had some dags hanging off my bum and someone, some nice fellow was coming over and like cleaning that up for me, I'd be pretty appreciative of that. You'd, you'd think be. so, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But no, not the case. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. Uh, and how is the farm going? How's how's farm life treating you? Are you guys, is the drought sort of gripping you guys as well? Or you got, how is it sort of over in South Australia? No, we're, we're pretty lucky down in South Australia. We're in a, yeah. uh, an area of Australia where it's really quite wet. So yep. when it when it's dry up north of the state is actually pretty good up up where we are. Mm-hmm. So you know we're we're going fine. Yeah, we we actually donated some hay. Come what was that a month ago or so up to huh. northern South. Oh, where'd it go to? It went went over the border I think to northern or the the border of uh, Victoria and New South Wales. So hmm. yeah, everyone from the, the area sort of fella. got together and sent some hay up there. That's good. Yeah, helping each other out. Community is important. Yeah, certainly, um, especially is. with the struggles that are happening at the moment in the, the farming space, which I'm sure we'll we'll speak to. We'll, we'll, we will definitely be speaking about a little bit later on. Um, other than that, clean and poo off the sheep's bums. How's life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, how's life apart from that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, good. Was- um. Yeah. <laughs> In, enjoying my gaming, enjoying my podcasting, enjoying mm. uh, enjoying my life. Actually, um, my girlfriend, she's got she's uh, over in Bali. No. Oh, she's heading to Bali, um, as we speak. Actually, she's on the plane. So, oh, um, lucky girl. So yeah, I'm doing like a li- literally a shit job while she's going on holiday. <laughs> but <laughs> spewing, spewing. Um, it's interesting. We've got a um. There's a few stories which will uh, which will. Uh, speak to your interests with some Mario centric, uh, Mario centric story and a farming centric story. So, right up your alley this week, mate. It's right yeah, up your it alley. is. Yeah. Um, so, without uh, let's not delay it any further. Let's get into some rapid fire news. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Oh, 
shout out to Johnny Peck for the the jingle. Uh, first story in our weekly Elon Musk wrap up. SpaceX, the eccentric billionaire space rocket company, announced its first private tourist that will take a space rocket to the moon. That lucky tourist is Japanese billionaire Yusaka Mezawa. Mezawa, who founded online clothing company Zoro, has apparently already put down a significant deposit for the trip, and he vows to take five to eight artists and performers around the moon in a trip he hoped would inspire great works. He has called the project Hashtag Dear Moon. Um, this is a certain... A, this is... This is a good... Like, a really cool story, and it's also a really sad story, because the... Like, it's... Uh, the reality of think of like it is now reality that someone can like a a regular joe who's not an astronaut can go to like space as a tourist yeah and that is really cool and then the sad part about it is the realization that i will never be in that position because i'm not a, a japanese billionaire or a billionaire of any uh orientation um <laughs> so that was that's that's very sad um but this is cool this is like this is Elon Musk doing Elon Musk things. Obviously, like this will be a you know I'm sure he forked he would forked out a significant sum of cash for for the trip. Um, yeah, what, what do you what do you make of this? What, yeah, it, what it'll you... be it'll be crazy the amount of money he would have paid for this. I'm just mm. sort of jealous. I'm like that sounds mm. awesome. Just you don't have to. All you, all you have to do is look out the window and sort of see space, see the moon. Mm. Like yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Like a lot of people say, oh, they want to go to Mars or something. Or <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that. No, but just doing, just doing like a trip. How I don't know how. Has he said how long it would take for his um, spacecraft or anything? Or uh, I think 2020 they they go. So I'm not sure how long the trip takes, but yeah. um, it's not obviously it's not going to be a. It would take some time, I imagine. It'd probably take. A, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure of the travel time from the moon, but I don't imagine it's a quick trip. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just thinking because, like, if I went on, I would. If it was like past a couple of weeks, I'd be like, "All right, I'm fat enough." <laughs> really? Go home. Yeah. Well, I would love to go to space. I don't think I'd want to come back. Um, if I was like, if you were presented, it's that whole that that question. If there was a, if you could get a one way ticket to Mars, would you go? Like you, can, you can go to Mars. You can be one of the first people to step foot on another planet, but you can never come back. Would you go? I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Really? I think, no. Fuck! Oh, imagine that. I would so go. Imagine how awesome that would be. Go to Mars. It would be awesome. Just the fact that you don't come back. I would want to come back. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't. Uh, that'd be good enough for me. That's a good enough trade off for me. Is uh. It's going to Mars and seven foot on another planet. Ah, oh, amazing. Maybe, maybe do it when you're 70 or something. Maybe live your life out, then well, go and do it. But then you won't be fit enough, so I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I don't think that's possible because it takes yeah. like 50 years to get to Mars, I think. So yeah, you've, got a sort of, <laughs> yeah. you've got the trip. So I don't think if you go when you're 70, you're not going to make it um, probably no. there. But um, yeah, I would, um, I would do it in a second. Absolutely. Oh, imagine that. Imagine just being in outer space and looking back at the Earth. Just that. Mm. See, that's yeah. what I want to do. I'd want to go up, look at the earth, sort of look around, maybe do some floating, you know, do some somersaults. Then <laughs> <Just laughs> like, all right, all right, I've had enough. Back down to earth. That, that was fun. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, all right, next story. Drew, Batman 
has a penis. Oh, wow. <laughs> For the first time ever, the Cape Crusader's dong was shown in a comic. In the new series, Batman Damned, number one, Batman is shown in a shot buck naked in all his glory with his member flopping down to his right. But as quickly as it rose, it was taken away. DC digitally removed the image from online comics as it wasn't, quote, additive to the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not every day you get to see Batman's dick, so this is a so this obviously is a, just a funny little story. Uh, DC trying to go a little bit more adult, a bit more mature with this new uh, Batman comic, damned. Um, and so this is in the there's a shot where he's back in the Batcave and he's he's de bat suited, and uh, and you can see his, his little his little little little, little floppy. <laughs> little floppy, little ding dang. Did yeah. you see the Did you see the strip, the comic strip? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's just such a strange thing because Batman's already fairly like a lot of his uh, media is already very mature very adult mm. anyway I don't know why they had to necessarily show his you know dick to mm. uh, show that uh, could you imagine the boardroom meeting where it's just like alright so how are we going to make this a bit more mature a bit more edgy it's, oh, well, show his dick yeah, show his dick yeah you know adults love Put some dick, dick in so. there. yeah I found it really um so, like, at the start, like, they showed them, like, this is cool. People are going to go out, like, and seek this comic out now. So, like, you know, this is, like, just because they will. Like, people are going to go, like, they wanna, I want to see Batman's dick. So, I imagine it would have helped, like, sell off a heap more comics. And, obviously, the media attention that, that it garnered. But mm. then, I just found it really bizarre they went in and, and removed it. Um, you know, almost as quickly as as they sort of put it in there. They sort of wanted to make a statement and they pulled it out because it wasn't additive to the story. And it's like, well... I don't. This doesn't make any sense. Was like, anybody offended over it, or? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's always people offended. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's the outrage trains always running. I don't know how what you, the issue yeah. is. I don't know how you find it offensive. It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. just Batman's dick. Just a dick. <laughs> just a dick. Just a dick. So uh, I don't imagine we'll be seeing Batman's dick any uh, in any future. And that's a, yeah, that's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Look, it's it is what it is, it is, as they say. Um, I saw a great line in one of the in one of the articles about this story. Uh, they said it's uh, you know they showed his Dick Grayson, um, which I thought was very clever. Because obviously, <laughs> Dick Grayson is Robin. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Next story, Drew. In other Dick-related news, Stormy oh, Daniels is set to release her new tell-all memoir titled "Full Disclosure" regarding her affair with President Donald Trump. In the book, she describes, among other things, the genitalia of President Trump as, quote, she said, <laughs> and she says, quote, I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. <laughs> now, Drew, as 8-Bit's resident Mario guru, how did it make you feel that the the innocence, the the revered character of Toad has had his reputation sullied by being compared to the dick of Donald Trump. Well, to be honest, Toad has always been a very... Uh, he's always had something about him which seems a bit creepy. Just those eyes. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't trust Toad at all. <laughs> you don't trust Toad? No, I don't trust him. He's, he's a... I don't play him in Mario Kart because he's too light and he's just going to get smacked off, off right. the course. But right. I found this really funny how this was getting around gaming news and how it becomes mm. sort of... Uh, for, for a couple of days there, that's all anyone could talk about. Like, it, mm. <laughs> the fact that uh, Stormy Daniels, that she actually mentioned, to like, 
referred to a video game. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, video games, you know, are mainstream now. And just the conversation uh, about how video games have made it sort of into mainstream uh, was fairly amusing to me because <laughs> to be like, when I first heard it, I went, oh yeah, she's finally come out and she's talking about, you know, her experience. Mm. It was mm. quite amusing the way she put it, but just mm. the way the, yeah, the media picked it up was <laughs> yeah, really funny. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. It was. It was. It was very funny. But I mean, and then, so to play devil's advocate, Drew, to just flip this this issue on its head. Yes, it's very amusing. Um, it's very funny. Everyone likes to poke fun at Donald Trump. I do as well. Um, I found it was funny. I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. But just to play devil's advocate for a moment, is this like is that fair that that this can, kind of thing can be written about someone? Like, is is it? I mean, is the I guess the the general consensus on this on this thing seems to be is like oh well he's getting what's coming to him kind of thing. But if it was somebody else, if it was another like man or even like a woman or someone, and these kind of details being published in a book about him, like describing his genitalia in like a derogatory way and, and making fun of him, like people would be up in arms. But because it's President Trump. Mm. Um, it's, it's it's you know it's the big joke. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's having a good time with it. It's you know it's making headlines on IGN and Kotaku and these things, and it's trend like Mario Kart's trending on Twitter and these types <laughs> of things, and everyone's having a good laugh about it. But yeah. you know, if it was somebody else or, or you know, or it was Trump doing that to someone, you know, we'd all obviously be up in arms about it. And I don't, I'm not a Donald Trump fan by any stretch of the imagination. If anybody who listens to this show obviously knows that yeah. I I don't have any love for the man, but there's a part of me that was sort of like, hmm, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just, I don't, I didn't, it just wasn't cricket. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, you definitely bring up a good, a good point because if it was someone else, uh, I'd probably be like, be like, you know, that's a, that's a bit rough. Yeah. And not cool, to be honest, I, thought, I thought it was a yeah. bit rough even talking about Trump, but hmm. um, at the end of the day, I, I guess we're that used to people saying bad things about Trump. Mm. Um, people saying you know good things about Trump, mm. <laughs> so it's sort of just and Donald Trump himself he says some really stupid things as well. Obviously, oh, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yes, I know. I'm very much aware of that. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I just found it. I found it an interesting sort of um, dialogue to happen. Is it? It's sort of like a bit of like a you reap what you sow kind of situation. But at the same mm. time, you know, to to like look try and look at everything in an objective way. I, I kind of was like I just it didn't say it didn't sit well with me like it's all funny and everything everyone has a good laugh but it just I don't know something about it just didn't sit well with me I'm like I'm just like eh, yeah that's you know that's it was it felt cheap I think um, the I think the major takeaway is that you just need to go and see a doctor <laughs> <laughs> honestly you just got a big ball at the end of it it's kind of a little mushroom dick um but Toad he's, yeah. he's not really like he he doesn't really have a mushroom shaped head it's just like around like a round hat almost oh, it's like a tomes it's a toadstool yeah yeah he is a toad um, yeah but he doesn't really have yeah. like a mushroom shaped head it's just a big big it's ball big sort ball, of with red it? dots i don't know that doesn't sound mm. healthy at all no no well yeah if it was yeah he should probably get that checked out <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> oh dear yeah someone made a funny joke i don't i won't repeat it but someone made a funny joke about <laughs> something similar like that um but yeah, I don't know. I don't, this is yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I'm not sure. I'm still like uncertain how I feel about it. As funny as it as it sort of was, and everyone knows I'm not a Donald Trump fan, but you know, it's 
the shoe was on the other foot, people would be like, if Donald Trump was coming out and talking about like raw oh, dog yeah. and porn stars, and you know, and she was this and she was that, and describing her, you know, in the, you know intimate sort of detail, um, she had a, yeah, people, she had a mushroom shaped boob or something, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, like people would be kicking up a stink, um, like they do when he says stupid shit. Like his, this week, he's did you see his comments about the hurricane? Yeah, I did. <laughs> is the is the what was it that he said? It's like the. This is uh, the wettest yeah. we've seen as, as in, in terms as of water. As, in terms of water, fucking like, yeah, idiot. fair enough. <laughs> you f- this is the man who's the president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. That's an edited um, video too. That's not just like something he recorded on his phone, put on Twitter. That's like someone's <laughs> job to record it. That's someone's to make sure that audio is fine. That's someone's job to mm. edit it down. That's someone's job to put it on social media. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Um, was, I saw a very funny, a very very funny meme. It's like he's about to start recording, um, and um, and they're like, "All right, Trump, all right, President Trump, we're going to make a statement about uh, about the hurricane." And he's like, "Okay, cool." But first, what's a hurricane? And it's like, "And we're live." And and he sort of has to. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, but yes, he's very he's very much a moron. But I, I don't, I'm not sure we need to stoop to his level. That's that's kind of the way it sort of feels. Um, anywho, next story. Yeah, Disney has said we'll be getting less Star Wars going forward. After the box office disappointment of Solo, a Star Wars story, Disney CEO Bob Iger says fans can expect some slowdown from the franchise and that they are going to be, quote, a little bit more careful about volume and timing. Now, this obviously is in reaction to the uh, lackluster performance of Solo, a Star Wars story, which I loved. I absolutely mm-hmm. adore that movie. It's one of my favourite Star Wars movies. Um, I think I liked it better than Rogue One. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really, really liked it. Um, but um, so it was, I was, I thought it was a real shame that it didn't perform well. I just didn't think it was... When I thought it was released at the wrong time, I feel like they should have released it at Christmas because th- yeah. that's the time that they released, you know... Last Jedi, Force Awakens, and Rogue One were all Christmas movies, yeah. and I felt like they should. It was very weird. It was sort of right on the tail of Infinity War, right on the tail, like right at the same time as Deadpool mm. Two, which both performed really well at the box office. Yeah, like obviously, May, yeah, May was so soon after like mm. the, the previous movie. Yeah, it was only like five months. It sort of, we we're sort of still thinking about the like the last, last Star Wars movie we saw, mm. and yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's not, and like that's the other thing. Like, were they just not prepared to? to pay that for that time like it's that slot in the in the yearly sort of you know release schedule for for christmas for this movie like did they think it was going to be were they anticipating it bombing and so they didn't put it they didn't waste the money on putting it in there because i I can't think of any sort of big box office blockbuster that's coming out around christmas this year like there's off the top of my head i can't think of like there's no more there's not another marvel movie coming this year there's not i don't think um there's not another like x-men or anything like that there's no star wars movie obviously um yeah so i just yeah anyway i i I, i'm sad about this because i quite like i'm like i really like like i said i really like solo um the force awakens is my favorite star wars movie um Mm. i'm absolutely love i'm not like one of those people who's like oh you're giving us too much i don't you know it's too much we need we don't need as much overkill like i just give as long as the quality is there keep giving it to me yeah. um, and I thought the quality of Solo was good enough for it to for there to be no issue but it just I just think it was released poorly like poor timing for release and I don't think it was marketed that well either mm. um, so how do you feel how do you feel about this news Drew where do you I mean, come down on the, the less Star Wars uh, like I'm I would call myself a really big casual Star Wars fan 
Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the movies, but I don't go and you know read the books and mm-hmm. get into mm-hmm. the extent of lore and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I really enjoy having one one a year. Obviously, they're cutting back from one a year now, and that doesn't really bother me either. I just want when I go and see a Star Wars movie, I want to come out just absolutely buzzed and really enjoy it. Uh, I'm forgetting what the previous movie was called. Not not Solo. What was it? Um, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I came out of that um, happy, but <laughs> I, did, I did come out of that happy. Mm. But I'm like, there was something wrong with it, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking earth, there was. <laughs> I, I was thinking about. It, I'm like, oh, the story didn't go anywhere, and it's kind of yeah, it was, it, yeah. Even if the next movie in the trilogy is just fantastic, the best Star Wars movie they've ever made. There's just this mm. two and a half hour gap there, which. Um, where nothing happens and the the characters don't progress, but yeah, I yeah I've uh, I I've grown to dislike the Last Jedi as time has gone on. I've only seen it the one time, and I walked out of that movie not really knowing if I liked it. Hmm. Like I walked out of the Last Jedi being like, hmm, did I like that? There were some great moments in it. Mm, there was absolutely. some great, you know, there's some great stuff. But I just. Yeah, I mean, I could go. I've spoken about that movie on this show yeah, at nauseum, yeah. so I won't go deep into it. But it just it had some real problems for me, and more power to the people that like it. You know, that's each to their own kind of thing. But obviously, my opinion is, and I don't begrudge anyone disliking Solo either. Um, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That the movie just it fucked me off in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'm dis- I'm disappointed in in the yeah. fact that we're going to be getting less Star Wars um, because, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's been as good enough. Like, the quality has been good enough. Mm. Um, there there but- is something there is something about it like being scarce though because when we first went in to watch uh, the Force Awakens, everyone was so excited. Star Wars is finally coming back. Obviously, mm. the first movie from Disney again, and going into the other movies, we'll sort of. Like the, the the excitement was nowhere near where it was. I feel like if they wait every two years or mm. every however long they want to take, mm. uh, I think there'll be a lot more buzz for each movie, and they can sort of take their time and not have to uh, sort of worry about deadlines and all all this kind of stuff. Mm. What comes with mm, mm, making mm. these big movies? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Um, be interesting to see what sort of what they do with the you know. I, I'll be disappointed if we don't get another. Like I, I think the writing's on the wall. I don't think we get a solo, like follow up, which is a shame because that story that they kind of they really left it open to continue that that story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's talk of the Obi Wan movie, the Boba Fett movie. So yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what exactly they do punch out. Whether it's just Episode Nine, and then I can't imagine that Disney would have invested what they've invested in this and not keep punching out movies. But I think they're maybe just going to reset and just make sure they've got the right people in the right roles, directors, writers, and this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it will be interesting to see. Yeah, because so- Solo went through hell sort of in the making of that movie. Yeah. Ron Having Howard a- to come in and sort of fix it up halfway yeah. through. Having the reshoots yep. and everything, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I think it was the, the ninth uh, highest, not biggest budget for a movie as well, apparently. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a massive budget. It was a massive yeah. budget. Did you like it? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Solo. Yeah, it was mm. really good. Good. I didn't go good. into it with uh, too many expectations. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, with movies, I don't really. I have a. I either come out of it being happy or, 
uh, not <laughs> like well, I can't. Yeah. I, d- I don't really have like a big vocabulary when it comes to discussing yeah. movies. You either liked it or you didn't. You don't delve. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. too deep. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, and I think I'm very similar in that. Like I can sort of look at some things with a critical eye, but it's generally yeah, as simple as like, did I like it? Did I not like it? What didn't I like about it? Kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get too deep in like the cinematography and the, the direction and the art and that kind of shit. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless. <laughs> Next story: rapper Drake has caused quite the stir after details of his friendship with 14-year-old Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown came to light. Uh, among other things, the pair have... It's been revealed the pair text each other constantly and Drake says he misses her. Now, Drew, this was a this was just a little bit of a weird one that came out. Drake uh, and Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things, um, mm. you know, young 14-year-old actress... Um, Seems like a very switched on girl is uh, her and Drake are apparently like best buds. They're like BFFs and, uh, and they're, they're constantly in contact and Drake's texts her, says he misses her and she misses him and he gives her advice and stuff. And, and I guess the conversation around this is that, is this weird or is it just a two people who are of different ages, better friends? He's one's like a mentor. One's a, like, where, what did you make of the, of the, the situation here? Oh, well, if if they if they are just friends and they're texting each other and just uh talking like mm. about whatever i i don't see a problem in that it is a bit it is strange um but the situation these people are in where they're under the social spotlight and obviously drake has a lot of experience in that and mm. uh, this girl uh doesn't as much because yep. she's so young um mm. i don't i don't see a problem in that to be honest <laughs> Um, as long as uh, you know it stays platonic yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, yeah I, I yeah I don't know it's, 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 a, it's a different one this is a different one I'm not sure it, like it kind of makes me weird like it weirds me out a bit I'm kind of like mm, this is strange yeah. this is a man who's I don't even know how old Drake, how old's Drake I think, is he 36 or something He's old as fuck. He's, yeah, he's mid-30s. Yeah. He's old as fuck. Um, which isn't that old, but you know what I mean. Compared to Millie Bobby Brown, he's not. they're not exactly like no. a few years apart. She's a 14-year-old girl. This is a, man, this is a grown-ass man. Um, I don't know. It doesn't... I mean, I don't know. Like Maybe things are different in that space. But yeah. I don't know. It just kind of doesn't sit well with me. It's weird. I find it weird. It, that it, texting it, thing. Like, definitely like would you as like a man in his 20s... How old are you? 24, um, I'm, I'm 24. Yeah. So, would you be texting like a 13-year-old girl? No. Like, or whatever, like, just no. being like, miss you and like, that's, yeah. No. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely like, it seems to me like I could, if it was resented as he's like a mentor for her and that was it. But the whole thing about them, like fan, fangirling out about each other and, and texting each other, like miss you and I miss you so much and this kind of stuff, that... That is, I don't know. That's yeah. that's a bit strange but for me. The fact he's acting like another four, like fourteen year old girl, like oh, I'm with mm. you, and oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. boys, and <laughs> whatever. It's got, it's got Michael Jackson written all over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Anyway, uh, next story, uh, and this is an interesting one, Drew. Uh, yeah, kind of an old story that has resurfaced. Bert and Ernie, now back in the news again. The Sesame Street pair whose sexual orientation has for generations been the subject of speculation is again being discussed. 
After former writer for the show, Mark Saltzman, told the website Queerty in an interview that he had originally written the characters as gay. However, Sesame Workshop disagreed. In a statement, they said, quote, Sesame Street has always stood for inclusion and, ex- and acceptance. It's a place where people of all cultures and backgrounds are welcome. Bert and Ernie were created to be best friends and to teach young children that people can get along with those who are very different from them. Even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, they remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation. Needless to say, Drew, the people were upset about this. So the question, <laughs> the question I pose to you is, uh, does it matter if Bert and Ernie are gay? And should we care? Uh I personally don't think it matters that Bert and Ernie, um, what their sexual preferences are. Mm. I, I, ha- I obviously haven't watched Sesame Street in a long, long time. <laughs> but when when I did, and I did watch Bert and Ernie when they come mm. on, mm. I never, I, as a young kid, I never thought about what their sexual preferences were. Mm-hmm. I thought about the uh, the sort of... Um, what I like, I sort of just laughed at sort of their like their differences, their sort of clashes in personality, mm. but yet they still managed to be like really good friends. Mm. Yeah, I, I, ne- I never thought. I, I actually I talked a bit about this um, to my girlfriend, and she said, "Yeah, I thought they were gay. They they slept oh, in really? the same bedroom." I'm like, oh, mm. "Well, I guess like in mm. real life, you'd, yeah, two best friends don't just." necessarily mm. live together and <laughs> sleep in <laughs> the same bedroom stuff. So maybe they do, I don't know, um, in a college situation or whatever it might be, but yeah, I don't mm. I don't think it really matters. I, like, Sesame Street, with all their certain things, with Elmo's World and Bird and Ernie and Big Bird and that, they're sort of... Each, each time they try and tackle a topic which is useful to uh, kids and parents, so mm. whether it's getting along or putting in work or, like, whatever it might be... Um, whether Bert and Ernie are gay, straight, or just don't like sexual contact at all, uh, mm. it, it's just irrelevant to what they're trying to do with the show. But hmm. interesting. M- may- maybe maybe they should tackle a topic which is about um, that type that type of thing, relationships mm. with the same sex or something. Mm, 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 mm. Don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, this is an interesting one for me. I, I never, I, I never presumed that they were gay um, growing up because it was not something that I was exposed to at, at that age. Um, and I, it was only probably once I was way too old to obviously watch Sesame Street anymore. Did this first, this conversation first sort of come out about um, the, you know, the whole discussion about Bert and Ernie are gay and this, that, and the other, and and it, I, I, I never really bought into it. I just assumed it was something that people had sort of thought up um, about mm. about the two characters and, and I didn't think it mattered too much. Um, and now that it's come out again and the, the, the writer who, who wrote the characters has sort of said, you know, he wrote them as a couple, like not to be, you know, not to throw it in people's faces, but he, that's how he wrote them. He wrote them as the same as, you know, he wrote them to be like the relationship like he had with his wife where they're, you know, the yin and the yang and they're bickering and fighting and sort of, you know, <laughs> one's full on and, and outgoing and flamboyant. The other one's sort of reserved and snippy and, and, and curt and that kind of thing. And that's the way he wrote them. And I found it, I found it, I found it really interesting and it's slightly disappointing the way that Sesame Workshop reacted to this with their statement to be like, well, no, they're not gay. They're puppets. And I don't, I, 
the and the reason that I was disappointed is well, first of all, the statement that I read was the original statement. They then went and amended their statement. They deleted the tweet that they put out and then sort of put out another one, which removed the the final paragraph about they're just puppets. They don't they don't have a sexual orientation. So they sort of backpedaled, you know, firstly. Um, but I didn't feel like they needed to say anything. Like, I didn't feel like this was the statement that they needed to make. Like, if the no, writer really. has come out and said, yeah, I wrote them as gay, and, like, it's no big deal. Like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't do it to throw it in people's faces. I just did it. That was just the characters that I wrote. And, that like, that could have just been left at that and, like, let people have the discussion about whether they feel that they're gay or whatever. But the fact that they had to come out and you know, shoot it down. I just, I didn't think it was necessary and not, this is something that, you know, it really affects me at all, but obviously there's a, a large group of, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, of the population who do identify as, you know, LGBT um, and, or a different, you know, orientation or, or, or preference. And they, you know, they are underrepresented and that kind of thing. And, and, this this is just I just felt like it was unnecessary to sort of take that away. Like that might have been something cool for like a young kid to be like, huh, that's you know, there's a character, there's a couple of characters who I can somehow relate to. Maybe yeah. it's a kid growing up and he has two dads or or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I can I can now this is a character I can relate to. And for them to take that away, I just I thought it was unnecessary. Mm. Um, and I just yeah, I did it didn't yeah it didn't sit well with me. Like they they could have just left it. They could have just said nothing and it would have been fine. But for the fact they had to come out and make a statement and be like, no, they're not gay. Like, I didn't I didn't think it was called for. No. If that makes sense. Sounds like sounds like they need to sort of they needed to sit down and have more of a like internal discussion with the writers, mm. with the producers or, you know, whoever it might be to be like, Okay, are these characters gay or are they not gay? Mm. <laughs> because we're getting well, I mean that's that's probably what they did, but I mean probably yeah. at like a I mean I imagine it was probably at a board level. And the, yeah. the board's like, no, they're not gay. They're just puppets. Like, And it was sort of, it was almost a very sort of anti-political correct kind of statement to be like, you know what? No, they're, they're fucking puppets. Like, that's the way it sort of came across to me. It was like, no, they're not gay. Not everything, like, that, this is, it sounded to me like they would be like, not everything has to be a political statement. They're just puppets. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's the kind of the way it sounded to me. So, I don't know. I just, I didn't yeah. think it was necessary. They're not just puppets though. They're, mm. you know, that show has been around for years now and, yeah. It's built on like the fact that these characters are characters, kids of all generations have loved over the years. I don't know how you could just mm. say they're just puppets because that mm. kind of like undersells your show. So mm. it's mm. a silly mm. thing to say on their behalf as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I thought so. But it's it's you know it's an interesting conversation that comes up from time to time. Um, like I said, I never <laughs> I never thought that they were gay, and I never thought you know too twice about it. But it was more that the way that they reacted, the Sesame Workshop reacted to it. Was I, I just found it slightly disappointing. Um, you know, they could have gone about it many different ways and, and the way that they did was, um, yeah, I didn't think it was necessary. Now, Drew, moving on to our last story. The Australian farming industry was thrown into turmoil in the past week after punnets of strawberries were discovered to have been contaminated with needles in them. Now, Drew, as a farmer yourself, you're ingrained in this industry in this community mm-hmm. uh let's unpack this one talk talk us through what's happened uh how how you feel it's affected the farming community um and and i guess just how i want to know like as a farmer how did this, something like this make you feel like this is this has caused you know chaos for the industry with tons of tons of fruit being destroyed and not being able to be sold and um obviously you know thousands and thousands of dollars lost by 
you know, an industry that's already struggling. We know what the drought is, is obviously doing to this industry and especially in the northern states. Um, so what? talk to me about how, how this sort of, as this story was breaking over the past week, how, how it made you feel and, and yep. I guess your reaction to it. Uh, well, it, it, it's it's nothing but heartbreaking. When mm. at our local Woolies, we have, we have signs up everywhere saying about the strawberries. <laughs> you can't you can't miss it in our town like it's just just everywhere and just just knowing how much work it takes from like like planning like planning like the, the growth of these things and mm. fertilizers and all the money you got to put into it and all the heart heart sweat and oh, blood sweat and tears blood, you've got to put into it yep. yeah it's it, it just it just sucks and the fact it's just like someone has gone and done this and for no apparent reason to it turned out to be like a a young boy who's done it under 18 Mm. and yeah i i I don't know his motive i think he just done it as a prank like haha obviously not thinking about the repercussions of thousands of people but hell of a dick move yeah especially like like um this affected a lot of farmers up in uh, queensland where the drought is Mm. extremely um prominent like Mm. Yeah, no, it's just it's just heartbreaking all around. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And there were, I guess, if you can take any positive out of it, um, there seemed to be a real, um, seemed to be a real sort of rallying behind the farming industry in the last few days when the strawberries came back into the you know, into the supermarkets and that, like people were actively going out and like buying like everything off the shelf. Like mm. people were, you know, which I felt I, like I found that really heartening. Like that was really cool. Like the statement that, that the Australian people made was we're backing our farmers, obviously the backbone of our economy. Like they obviously are struggling so badly with the drought. They're not getting obviously the support of the government as much as what you know is needed. Um, and obviously now to take this hit, the fruit farmers are now taking this hit and for the people to sort of really back that, like even and everywhere, like I saw, you know, all over Instagram, people like buying, you know, trolleys of, of berries and um, people going to the strawberry farms and picking strawberries and really trying to support that industry. Um, I found that like to be like, just, it was just cool. It was a cool sort of thing to see, like, you know, the Australian people rallying behind this industry. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, like down down in our area, we don't grow strawberries at all because hmm. obviously um, our climate's yeah. not not fit for it. Yeah, seeing seeing as I said how cold it was today. Yeah, <laughs> Even yeah I don't think the strawberries would thrive. No, but yeah, it, it sucks as well because this is um, bringing bringing a lot of people who are trying to basically uh, being copycats and doing mm. this and making false claims that they've got contaminated strawberries yeah. so yep. um a man in adelaide actually uh, got found out he's apparently he's 34 years old and he reported to police that his uh daughter um uh, bit into one and yeah somehow they found out obviously must have that he was uh, lying. found out yeah. that uh it wasn't from the same area or whatever it might have been and they've they've uh, accused him of uh making false claims but Mm. don't do that people like it's just <laughs> yeah it's not necessary with everything yeah. that's going on it's not yeah that's that's unnecessary to, to then go and throw fuel on fuel on the fire um yeah not yeah. not, good. So, like, not good. When, when we uh, looked into the story as well apparently uh food tamperers can spend up to 10 to 15 years behind bars mm. so yeah 
It's not really mm. worth trying to get a free pack of strawberries or anything like that. I don't. No, hundred percent. And um, Scott Morrison, our newly uh, appointed PM, I guess, has um, you know has has come in and <clears throat> increased the penalties for for food tampering, this kind of thing. So. Um, it's uh yeah it's it's sort of you know it's a tor- it's a terrible thing that's happened it's a terrible story but i guess the the reaction to that has been swift and um you know has been i think it's been really positive as the reaction to this this sort of thing um i did see a an interesting um poll that was posted on um twitter the other day which someone um asked the question what's more un-australian food tampering or ball tampering obviously referring to the to the uh australian cricket team um and food tampering won out i think 70 to 30 percent or something so um goes to show how the australian people feel about this kind of thing yeah um yeah uh, which was uh which is interesting i guess more people are into eating than cricket so seems to be that way (laughs) seems to be that way i was surprised uh truth be told i voted ball tampering but um i was surprised by the uh by the uh the the poll so um yeah, the, you know, the Australian people, they've spoken. Mm. They have spoken. Yeah. I, like, well, I, yeah, I, could, I couldn't imagine what it would be like for the farmers that had to mm. just throw away, literally, their... Oh, truckloads the of year. them. Yeah. Truckloads of them. It was, it's, yeah, horrifying. So the, 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 the images you see of, like, full... Like, a full field of strawberries just dumped, like a dump truckload of strawberries just having to go to waste mm. um, and obviously strawberries have only got like a very short shelf life so it is it's very much pick straight into the supermarket you know into the consu- consumer um, and then they're, they're only good for a day or so a couple of days so you know this this had a real you know obviously negative impact on the industry so yeah um, it seems to be all corrected now uh, and hopefully the, the the industry can bounce back so it's good to see the sort of the reveling behind the um the farmers by the by the Australian people. So if yeah. you take any positive out of that, that would be it. Mm. That would be it. Well ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8 Bit and you can find all of our content over at 8bit.net and you can follow us on Twitter. Drew is at iDrewby. I am at crazy underscore mate and 8 bit is at we are 8 bit on all of the socials. And make sure you check out the hashtag 8 bit collective on Twitter to see all of the awesome 8 bit content out there, some of which produced by my lovely guests this evening. Tell the kids, Drew, where they can find you and all your amazing content. Uh, you can find uh, my Nintendo podcast, The House of Mario, on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, all podcast services apart from spotify can't crack that one but (laughs) yeah uh, my co-host and i have a great time each week every tuesday discussing our favorite nintendo games uh, the biggest news in the nintendo world and etc etc very good make sure you check that out ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and shout out as always to our amazing sponsors audio technica for hooking us up with all of the sweet sweet audio goodness best gear in the business they have got and remember if you've enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It all helps get the word out about us. And remember, if you've got any questions for myself or my guests for next week, you can email us at it is what it is at 8bit.net. It is what it is at 8bit.net. It's A-T-E-B-I-T, just for the people who might not know that 8-bit. Drew! Yes, Iwi. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you this evening. Thanks so much for joining me. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Love the show. Love to be a part of it. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Until next time, friends, it is what it is. (laughs) 